And when you get into this new space, right, like your career shift has materialized, right, the challenges and the uncomfortable feelings don't end. If you were well connected in your previous industry, you're now in this new space where you have to literally start all over again. You have to build new friendships within your organization. You are now the new person and you have to learn your role. Welcome to the Writing on My Mind podcast. This is where we discuss all things related to the doctoral journey. On this show, I share personal stories and bring some friends along for revealing conversations about their journey and provide inspiration for others to level up as doc students. I'm your host, Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus. I'm a doctorate coach and diversity consultant. I finished my doctorate in four years while working full-time, traveling the world, and balancing a busy social life. And now I'm on a mission to create community for other women of color to complete their doctoral degrees. This is real talk to help you along your doctoral journey. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everyone. Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus here with another episode. Thank you so much for all of the love from the last episode, uh, which was called Grieving a Parent and Career. Thank you for all of the texts, the emails and DMs of support. Uh, I also want to thank those of you who shared the episode with others on social media or however you chose to share them. All of the support meant so much to me. And I'm so glad that some of the things that I shared really resonated with you all. It is October and it's so hard to believe that it has been two months since we lost my father. I have now named August and September the lost months because I am literally finding messages and emails that I don't even remember responding to, but I did during that time frame and everything is just a blur. I am slowly but surely coming up for air and uh, I just want to thank you all for your patience as well as your support. I'm making my way through this new normal and I'm here for the time being, right? So during last week's episode, I shared a little bit about my personal need to do a career shift or career pivot, whatever you might want to call it, which surprised some of you. The thing that you may or may not know is that I know a thing or two about changing career paths. And during this episode, I will talk from the working for an organization point of view, as well as the entrepreneurial point of view. One thing to know for me, especially when it comes to career development um, and everything that falls under that area, is that you'll never hear me talk about passions. I honestly don't know or understand how passions got linked or intertwined with the ideas around work. For me, work is work. Most of us have to work to pay our bills and it has nothing to do with passion. Working is really built out of necessity and I know that's not the case for everyone, but for most of us, uh, including myself, me included, I have to work 
in order to pay my bills. And because work is a necessity, I would say that we need to throw the whole passions mindset out of the window. It doesn't serve any of us and aligning ourselves with the need to find a passion will keep us perpetually looking. I mean, I can talk more and more about this, but I'm not going to go into that right now. So I'm going to jump off of my soapbox, but just wanted to share that. I'm not going to be talking about, oh, you need to find your passion in order to figure it out uh, because I don't necessarily believe that passions and work go hand in hand. Like I said, I know a thing or two about competing career paths. Early on in my career in higher education, I shifted from residence life to career services. And I'll talk a little bit more about that transition a little later. But aside from that, I decided to start my side hustle business of wedding and event planning while working in career services. And that was in 2009. In 2016, I decided to end the wedding and event planning business since I decided to go back to school for my doctorate, but also because the work wasn't bringing as much joy as it once did for me. I proceeded to then start my travel blogging company, which was again a side hustle. And side note, if you want to know more about some of these transitions, I talk more about it in the branding episode, and I'll definitely link it in the show notes for you to have quick access to that. But I kind of share more about that in that episode. But moving on with some of my transitions in 2020, after I completed my uh, doctoral degree, I launched Dr. Emanuela Consulting, which is my company that houses this podcast that you're listening to, as well as my consulting and speaking services and coaching uh, that I provide to graduate students. And the thing to know about each of these things is that in every space, I have been able to excel. I've been able to be involved in professional organizations and even held leadership roles in all of those different spaces. I've been credited in uh, publications in all of those spaces and have even written articles or chapters and um, things of that nature. So I say that to say that I've done shifts and I've done them successfully. And so some of the things that I want to get into today are based off of the shifts that I've personally done, as well as shifts that I've been able to coach my clients through. Before I get into the three things that you should think about if you're considering a career change or career shift, I want to first off talk a little bit about why a career change might be an option for you. You might be misaligned with your current path. Sometimes you have to do something drastic or what might appear drastic to others so that you could be in alignment or do something that allows you to be the best version of yourself. You might be burnt out. You might feel frustrated in your current situation. Maybe it's the people that you work with. Maybe it's your boss, the leadership. 
maybe it's the type of work that you are doing that's no longer appealing or nourishing to you. You may feel like your organization or the industry as a whole is no longer aligned with your personal mission or why you entered the industry in the first place. Maybe who you are is no longer who you want to be. And that is a true statement because we're always changing. Maybe you've outgrown the job or the industry that you're currently in. Maybe it's sucking the soul out of you with negative people that you're surrounded with. And perhaps it's not giving you anything. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we're giving to these jobs, these organizations, these industries, and we're not getting something in return. And sometimes we feel like we don't really need to get anything in return, but I don't believe that's true. I think that we should be getting something in return for the work that we're doing. And so all of these things may be signs and experiences that perhaps help you to start thinking that maybe there's something that's not right with the situation, something that needs to change. So that's the first step. And last episode, I talked about it not always being so easy. I mentioned the Great Depression when I should have really said the Great Resignation. The Great Resignation is uh, what folks have deemed Uh, the period of time where there seemed to be a mass exodus of folks from the workplace. People were leaving the workplace or leaving certain industries. I know specifically higher education was one in, I think it was the month of October 2021, where higher education was the number one industry or field that folks were leaving from, which I I was totally not shocked by, but it really resonated with me because of what I was feeling at the time. The pandemic really helped a lot of folks to realize that enough is enough. And I would say that the quietness that most of us had during those months of the pandemic where we were experiencing the stay-at-home mandates really had us in a space where we were reflecting on our current lives versus the lives that we had prior to. And I would say that the quietness that we had really helped us to get in the space of seeing that enough was enough. Many of us sat still for the first time and had the chance to analyze how we were living prior to the pandemic and make the declaration that something has to change. And I think that that really shows the importance of stillness and connecting with yourself to see how you feel and what you think needs to be adjusted for you. Personally, I switched from residence life to career services, as I mentioned before. My main interest at the time was event planning, which dates back to my graduate student experience. I discovered that I loved events in graduate school. My graduate program had a requirement for internship credits, and I chose to do an internship with the Student Activities Board on my campus. 
These were the students who planned different comedy shows, concerts, and other events on campus. And I got to learn all of the behind the scenes logistics associated with planning these large events. And I was bitten by the event planning bug. When I was job searching, a lot of folks hiring for these roles overlooked me since they wanted someone who had a graduate assistantship that was primarily focused in student activities. So I continued along the residence life path that seemed to be more open and available for me at the time. I wasn't in love with residence life, but what I did was my first piece of advice, which is share my goals and interests with others. So again, that's my first piece of advice to share your goals and interests with others. I told folks about my interests and was provided opportunities to take the lead and plan large-scale events within my department. They weren't really the kind of events that I wanted to plan, but it gave me the experience that I needed to help bridge the gap that I had with experiences and skills of that nature. Additionally, while I was in residence life, I supervised graduate students, and one of my graduate students was in the middle of his summer internship with the Career Center. When we had our one-on-ones, he would talk about his experience, and one time he talked about how the Career Center had a team that worked with employers, and some of their responsibilities included planning events. And at the time, it didn't click for me, even though I was super involved and utilized my career center and went to the career fairs, I didn't put two and two together that they were planning these events. But after that conversation, what I did was ended up reaching out to the special events coordinator at the time and asked for an informational interview, which then led me to eventually getting her role when she left the position. That's like another crazy story, but I ended up getting her role. I had the informational interview, I want to say July, and January 2nd was my first day in her role. Crazy. It's a crazy story. Anyway, the biggest thing with this piece of advice is that people can't help you if they don't know what you want. So that is why I say it's important to share what you want with others. Okay, so that was number one. The second piece of advice that I have is to take stock of your skills. You have valuable abilities, knowledge, and skills that can translate to any space that you choose to enter. So it's important to get in touch with what those are. Personally, I went through the process of writing down what I liked and didn't like about my role in residence life. That gave me some insight into what was out of alignment for me. The exercise led me to recommit to exploring a job related to event planning. I brainstormed the skills that I had established and went through the process of trying to link them to the skills that would be needed for taking on an event planning role. I then went through the process of updating my resume to fit the role that I wanted. In my experience as a coach, I feel like so many people want to jump right into the 
resume writing piece. But the steps that I just outlined, along with other things that are truly important, like what values you're aligned with and other things really help you to go down the right path for making things work for your career change. You need to figure out what are your skills? What are your strengths? And if you don't know what those are, I have a couple of pieces of advice that I typically provide to my clients. The first one is write down the things that people have given you compliments for. What comes easily to you that seems to be a struggle for others? The answers to that will help you to really unearth your skills and your strengths. The second thing is to ask your peers and bosses to share what they believe your strengths are and their answers might really surprise you and help you to, again, uncover certain things and help you to be guided down a particular path that you might not have thought of before. And then the third thing is to take a skills or strengths assessment. There are several out there that you can take to get some objective thoughts about what you bring to the table. Some of my favorite are Strengths Finder, Strengths Profile, and the Myers Briggs assessment. I'll add the links to the show notes so that you can explore. And some of them you do have to pay to, to get access to it, but the Strengths profile is a free one that you can do. And so my advice to you is to invest a 30 minutes or so to get some much needed insight into yourself, because that will definitely help you as you think about your career shift. So that was number two to take stock of your skills. Now, number three is for you to think about your mindset. If you're thinking about a career change, one of the first things that you need to do is work on your mindset. Your mindset has everything to do with everything. You need to believe that a career change is possible for you. If you don't believe, that will create a barrier for you to even move forward or to be open to any of the possibilities that are out there for you. Second, you need to visualize yourself in a new career. When you're visualizing, you need to think, how do you look while you're navigating this new career? How do you feel in this new career? All of this helps you to see the possibilities. Without the ability to know and believe that it's possible and the ability to see your future self in this new space, It'll make it that much more difficult for yourself. I believe that you can't make anything happen in the career change realm without these two things. They are the foundation. However, we know there's additional work that has to be done outside of this foundational work. But without this, you can't do it. You cannot do it. You can't explore the opportunities You can't apply because you're feeling held down by not seeing that it's a possibility and you can't get re-centered when you face challenges and rejections that are inevitable. Listen, I know it's uncomfortable and let's be real, 
Who wakes up and says, I can't wait to get rejected today? No one. (laughs) It doesn't feel good. Rejection does not feel good. But you are worth experiencing those rejections to get the growth that you need to get to the other side of the opportunity that you want, whether it's working for an organization or working for yourself as an entrepreneur. Comfortability keeps us in spaces that no longer serves us. And when you get into this new space, right, like your career shift has materialized, right, the challenges and the uncomfortable feelings don't end. If you were well connected in your previous industry, you're now in this new space where you have to literally start all over again. You have to build new friendships within your organization. You are now the new person and you have to learn your role. And this might be challenging to those of you, much like myself, who were the go-to person in your previous role or organization or you were well connected within that industry. I think that the biggest thing is to know that all of these feelings will come and that these feelings are normal. The question here for you is, what will you have in place to help support you when those feelings will inevitably show up? What affirmations will you tell yourself? What will be your go-to process and activity to keep you grounded? What people will you go to to get you back in alignment? Is it your friends? Is it your mentors? Is it a coach? Is it a therapist? These are all important things to know and have in place to activate when needed. Now, separately, when it comes to a career shift, you have to get yourself ready for something beyond your imagination. Do you know what a career change can look like for you. That's why I talk at nauseum about the power of informational interviews and the power of your network. These are vehicles to help you explore the possibilities. It helps you to get more exposed to what could be for you. So sit down with other people who are in roles that you might have a slight interest in. Ask them questions about their path. Do the work because career changes don't just happen. You have to go out and explore and expand your mind. Build support for yourself because it's not easy. You have to recommit every day and declare that you are worth the time and energy to get the change that you want. Additionally, have the courage to know what you want and not just take anything. That is like my biggest piece of advice, uh, along with all of the other advice that I shared today. And that is it for today's episode. I hope this is helpful to some of you who may be looking to potentially do a career change, or maybe you have done a career change and you're thinking about doing something else. Again, don't be afraid to tell people what your goals are. Be sure to take stock of your skills. And then last is to work on your mindset. And again, these are not all in any kind of order. They're just like the order that kind of came to mind. But I'm wishing you all luck. As always, continue to share with others if this episode resonated with you. Also, don't forget that my ebook, Taking Charge, A Career Guide for Graduate Students, comes out next week, October 10th. You can visit 
DrEmanuelaConsulting.com, and I'll put a link in the show notes where you can order uh, that for yourself or for someone else. I'm excited for you all to check this out because it expands on some of the things that I just talked about in this episode, but as well as the solo episodes throughout the whole season, as well as information that I've just shared with my clients. I know I'm not going to be able to work with all of you all, and that's really why I wrote this book. It's to be able to share with as many people as possible some of the strategies that have worked for myself as well as my clients, and I just want to help you all. So if you are feeling stuck in your career path, you will want to order this book. Just know that it's not an overwhelming book at all. It is a quick read and is to the point to help you get results that you want and need. That was my whole goal. What are some things that will really help folks to execute quickly? So it's a quick read and it's filled with activities for you to do and complete to help you reflect on your journey and what you want, because I truly believe that you are at the center of figuring out what's next for you, like everything that you want, your values, your strengths, your skills, all of those kinds of things uh, is all tied to you and who you are and will help you to figure out what's next for yourself. So get yourself that copy and um, yeah, that's it for today. I appreciate the support and see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Writing on My Mind podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, make sure you follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts, rate the show, and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to the show by clicking the support link in the show notes. Your donations help me to continue to put out new episodes to help support you and other women of color doctoral students. I'd also love it if you could spread the word to other women of color doctoral students to grow our community. Be sure to also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Emanuela. That's D-R-E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-A. See you on the next episode.